Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. We're back in the book of Numbers. We'll be putting in at chapter 5 and a little bit into chapter 6. The emphasis seems to be on cleanliness uh, in the camp as they're getting ready to march towards the promised land, Um, confession and restitution for, you know, um, sinning against someone else, Um, and then a test for adultery, a very interesting Test and then this vow. Um, if you take a Nazarite vow, a Nazarite was someone that um, wanted to be the, a really dedicated lay person in the Old Testament. Samson, Samuel, and John the Baptist were Nazarites, but usually a, a person took a vow to become a Nazarite for only a specific period of time. So we'll we'll get into that and we'll see a little bit of that. Um, jumping in at chapter 5, verse 1, <clears throat> we'll hit some of the high points. The Lord said to Moses, <clears throat> Command the people of Israel that they put out of the camp everyone who's leprous or has a discharge, and everyone who is unclean <clears throat> through contact with the dead. You shall put out male and female, putting them out, both male and female, putting them outside the camp that they may not defile their camp in the midst of which I dwell. And the people of Israel did so and put them outside the camp. And the Lord said to Moses, <clears throat> as the Lord said to Moses, so the people of Israel did. So, again, at first glance, this may seem harsh. And McGee sort of said that too. Um, like the Lord saying, you know, somebody who's sick with leprosy, you put them outside the camp or if you're sick with some type of discharge. But on second glance, it is showing the cost of having God dwell with you. Leprosy was considered a sin. Leprosy was considered very, very much unclean. And um, it's sort of been used in the Old Testament to represent uh, the uncleanliness of sin. Jesus made a point to heal leprosy. Um, Leprosy was put out of the camp, but now Jesus comes to the leper. So um, 
it doesn't mean God doesn't love the leper. It just means um, God has to have cleanliness for him to dwell. And so there can't be any uh, uncleanness in his presence. And that's what this means. Again, the separation of God and man, God being a holy God, man being a sinful creature, uh, being a sinful man, uh, defiled in every way before God. And we see that. So, and then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, verse 5, speak to the people of Israel when a man or woman commits any of the sins that the people commit by breaking faith with the Lord, and that person realizes his guilt, he shall confess his sin and that he's committed, and he shall make full restitution for the wrong, adding a fifth to it and giving it to him whom he did the wrong. Okay, so in other words, if you do something against a person, man or woman, there's no discrimination here, the Bible teaches it just the same. Uh, if you do something and you realize your, your, your guilt, you, you confess your sin, but it goes beyond just you confessing your sin to God. You make full restitution to the person that you've wronged and add 20% more. So <clears throat> it's not just saying, hey, you know, I stole this from you. <clears throat> here's, you know, <clears throat> here's your possession back that I stole. That's full restitution. But that plus 20% more plus a fifth of the, of the value. So in other words, you 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 complete at the the this the restitution for your sin, but but even do more. And so um We'll drop on down to, so again, it shows um, dealing with unclean people, dealing with confession and restitution. <clears throat> now, we come to another section um, in just hitting the high points, verse uh, 11 <clears throat> through um, 31 has to do with a test for adultery. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel. If any man's wife goes astray <clears throat> and breaks faith with him, if a man lies with her sexually and it is hidden from the eyes of her husband, and she's undetected, though she has defiled herself, and if there's no witness against her since she was not taken in the act, and if the spirit of jealousy comes over him and he is jealous of his wife, who has... Um, defiled herself or if the spirit of jealousy comes over him and he's jealous of his wife though she's not defiled herself then the man shall bring the wife to the priest and bring <clears throat> the offering required of her a tenth of an epith of barley flour <clears throat> and he shall put no oil in it and no frankincense on it those would be done for more joyful occasions for it is a grain offering of jealousy, a grain offering of remembrance, bringing iniquity to remembrance. Okay, so in other words, if, you, if your wife has done something <clears throat> and has made you jealous and you're <clears throat> suspecting that she's had an affair, 
you can bring her before the priest and have her give this grain offering. And the priest shall bring her near and set her before the Lord. And the priest shall take holy water in an earthenware vessel and take some of the dust that's on the floor. This is dust from the presence of the Lord. Put it in the water. Then the priest shall set the woman before the Lord and unbind her hair. And maybe that would be a <clears throat> sort of a shaming act or perhaps a mourning act um, to do that. And then um, place in her hands the grain offering of remembrance, which is the grain offering of jealousy. And in his hand the priest shall have the, the water of bitterness that brings her, that brings the curse. And the priest shall <clears throat> make her take an oath. And basically, she takes an oath saying, you know, I did not, you know, commit adultery. And um, then she has to drink this water. And then <clears throat> if she is not telling the truth, a curse will come over her. If she is telling the truth, she'll be okay. So the priest shall write the curses in the book and wash them. This is verse 23. And wash them off into the water of bitterness. And he shall make the woman drink the water of bitterness that brings the curse. And the water that brings the curse shall enter into her and cause her bitter pain. And the priest shall take the grain offering of jealousy out of the woman's hand. And shall wave the grain offering before the Lord and bring it to the altar. And so... Um, If she's defiled her husband, the water brings a curse that shall enter into her, cause her bitter pain, and her womb shall swell, and her thigh shall fall away, and the woman shall become a curse among the people. And it kind of talks about her womb and her thigh. Maybe those are the things that are sort of involved in the act of, uh, of, of um, <clears throat> adultery. And, you know, if it affects her womb, she won't have children. That's a, a devastating um, um, situation though in this time and age but if the woman is not defiled herself and is clean she'll be free and conceive children so this is the law in cases of jealousy when a wife though under her husband's authority goes astray and defiles herself or when the spirit of jealousy comes over a man and he's jealous of his wife then he shall set the woman before the Lord and the priest shall carry out for her all that is this law the man shall be free from iniquity, but the woman shall bear her iniquity. Okay, so, you know, this is a, a very harsh situation here dealing with problems. Now, McGee says that if a man is um, committing adultery or a woman and they're caught in the act, they can be stoned. So the Bible's not teaching a double standard here. But this has to do with a specific case, and um, it it just shows how important that marriage vow is. <clears throat> um, chapter 6, the Lord uh, spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, Whether a man or a woman makes a special vow, the vow of a Nazarite to separate himself to the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink. He shall drink no vinegar uh, made from wine or strong drink and shall not drink any juice of grapes or eat grapes, fresh or dried. And, all, and um, so a Nazarite, as we've said before, is 
as my study Bible says, the most dedicated lay people in the Old Testament. You took a vow to become separate from God. You avoided cutting your hair, both men and women. Could be Nazarites. Uh, they did not eat any product made from grapes. They did not come in contact with any dead bodies. And uh, <clears throat> so all the days of the separation, no razor shall touch his head until the time completed for which he separates himself to the Lord. He shall be holy. <clears throat> he shall let the locks of his hair grow long. In other words, you're taking a vow for a certain period of time to try to be you know, to be holy. And all the days he separates himself to the Lord, he shall not go near a dead body, not even his father or his mother, for his brother or his sister, if they die, <clears throat> shall he make himself unclean because his separation to God is on his head. And uh, all the days of his separation, he is holy to the Lord. So a very interesting vow, being holy to the Lord. So we have seen ways of of dealing with sin, uncleanliness. We have been sealing, uh, um, um, sinning against one another and how to make restitution. Um, we've been seeing how, um, in many ways, jealousy was um, looked at. And we've also seen how we, uh, the people there, tried to take vows to, to become holy, to be separated uh, to God, to be consecrated to God. So, of course, <clears throat> without Jesus Christ, all of these uh, will be doomed to failure, but it just shows the importance uh, of Christ. It points to Christ. Christ is going to bring all of this through Christ, the gospel message. God will be able to dwell in our midst, even despite our sin, he will. It will through Christ, God can dwell in us, <clears throat> which is it. Christ fulfills all of this. So we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing to you if you're able to to join us on the podcast today. Um, to hear your study. So, for me to all of you, as always, keep your hearts centered on Christ, and we'll see you here next time.